Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 144, The Messy Mom Syndrome. Okay, so let me just say first, before I begin this episode, I love the comments and the emails that you send that I am serving as a mentor for you, that I encourage you, um, but sometimes a mentor also challenges you. And this episode may challenge you, and I just hope that you will listen to it with an open heart and an open mind and see if maybe what I'm saying could have some good effect in your life. Let me tell you the story about how I got into all of this podcasting and coaching. Uh, It started out with blogging. I want to say it was about four and a half years ago. I started a blog, Finding Joy in Motherhood. And when I felt like I just wasn't reaching women the way I thought God was calling me to reach women, um, I investigated life coaching. And from life coaching, I went into podcasting. But the issue that really brought me to take action was that I kept seeing on social media and just in conversations with people, this whole messy mom syndrome. It was kind of a joke. It was like, you know, we go from coffee in the morning to wine at five, or, um, you know, I can't even take a shower today because I'm so busy, and my house is a cluttered mess because I just don't have time, and all these ideas that I thought were really false about motherhood. And it made me angry. It made me angry that young women were buying in to this false notion that you can't have a clean home and love your children and take care of your children. And so I kind of looked into the thoughts that were surrounding this whole syndrome And here are some thoughts that I see, and maybe you've seen them on t-shirts or mugs or something. Um, Here's one. It's all messy. My hair, the house, the kids, life. Here's another one. Good moms have sticky floors, messy kitchens, laundry piles, dirty ovens, and happy kids. Here's another one. Messy hair, don't care. Actually, I do. It's just that motherhood has forced me to lower my standards, like, a lot. Dirty dishes prove I feed my family. Full trash can means I clean up after them. Messy floors mean I let my child have fun. Pile of unfolded laundry means I keep my family in clean clothes. Those are thoughts that are offered to us as if they are true and we should just accept them. Recently heard about a woman, young mom, who has an account on TikTok and apparently she put up a video of her home, her kitchen, her family room, her hallway, and it went viral. 
because as she moved from place to place in the home with the children just sitting on the couch or playing, there were clothes all over the place. There was food all over the place, dirty dishes. You couldn't see any flat surface and you couldn't walk without tripping over anything. Now, I am not suggesting that we need to have a perfect home. In fact, you will not have a perfect home. And order is relative according to the circumstances that you're living with. But we need to get away from this, it's okay, so I'm leaving it because my children are happy. Because I'm about to share some information with you that will debunk the idea that a messy home means you have happy children. The first thing, though, I want to talk about is how do we perceive ourselves as mothers, as women caring for a home? I think that we've denigrated motherhood so much that we've lost the value of caring for and nurturing our family in a humane way. We've lost the sense of honor in service to our family. I believe that the feminist movement has stripped away our God-given feminine genius in favor of seeking to be equal in every way to man. We have given up our maternity when we are shamed into embracing masculinity. And so we do not take pride in the things of a woman in the home. We've lost the sense of past generations of a healthy pride in our home and of our surroundings so much that we accept the lowest form of living. And here's a startling thought. Even many animals cannot abide a cluttered or dirty living space. So when did it become okay for us to have a home that is chaotic and dirty? I think it was when we were told that as women, we needed to do everything. And when you do everything, you take responsibility for everyone else except yourself and the things that you should take responsibility for as the mother. So women show up, no shower, they don't brush their hair, yoga pants all day. That's not how we're meant to live. We're meant to live our motherhood call with honor and dignity. Motherhood is a God-given calling. If Jesus walked into your life, into your home today, what do you think he would think? What would you think? How would you feel? Do we really have to sacrifice honor, dignity, and a positive human tone in order to be a mom? I say no. I say no because I've lived it and experienced it with many, many other women. I didn't have any special ninja skills to keep a home clean. In fact, if you listen to some of my past episodes, you'll hear me say what a slob I was growing up. And when I first started having children, our house was a disaster. Our master bedroom was basically the laundry room. I didn't clean bathrooms on a regular basis. I did, for the most part, get dishes in the dishwasher, but not always. And the days that I didn't, I learned from those days when I woke up the next day and was welcomed with a dirty, messy kitchen. And I realized I didn't want to live like that. I wanted to wake up ready to tackle the day. 
So again, there are different stages of order. I am asking you just to do kind of an examination of conscience with your home. What does your home look like? Have you given up? Have you given in to a messy home? Home environments can affect how people behave, how they think, and how they feel. So in preparing this podcast, I did a lot of research on exactly what happens when we have chaotic homes. And the research shows that disorganization and clutter have a cumulative effect on our brains. It affects our anxiety levels, our sleep, and our ability to focus. Our brains like order. And constant visual reminders of disorganization drain our cognitive resources. It reduces our ability to focus. The visual distraction of clutter increases cognitive overload and can reduce our working memory. So when you feel like you just can't remember things, it's because you can't remember things because you're so overloaded with what's going on in your home. In 2011, neuroscience researchers using magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, and other physiological measurements found that clearing clutter from the home and work environment resulted in a better ability to focus and process information, as well as increased productivity. It affects the way we show up. It affects our emotions and our ability to regulate our emotions. A chaotic home influences the relationships we have with others. Another study found that background clutter resulted in participants being less able to correctly interpret the emotional expressions on the faces of characters in a movie. Isn't that interesting? We can't even focus to interpret emotional expressions. And clutter can also make us just less productive, triggering coping and avoidance strategies that make us more likely to snack on junk food, sit and watch Netflix, or waste time scrolling on the internet. We want to avoid the clutter, so we do other things to avoid. Clutter can make us feel stressed, anxious, and depressed. There was another study done where the stress hormone cortisol was higher in mothers whose homes were cluttered. A chronically cluttered home environment can lead to a constant low-grade fight-or-flight response where we're always on edge. You wonder why you yell at your kids? Very often, it's because you do not have order in your home. When you don't have order in your home, you don't have order in your brain. So you're in this constant fight-or-flight response to everything that confronts you. It can trigger physical and psychological changes that affect how often we get sick or feel down or depressed. And maybe surprisingly, it doesn't go away when we finally go to bed. People who sleep in cluttered rooms are more likely to have sleep problems, including difficulty falling asleep and being disturbed during the night. So check your children's rooms especially. How many toys do they have? How many things are on the wall? How many clothes are on the floor? 
and you wonder why they're screwing around at night. There's too much there. Okay, so now that I've talked about the effects on us and how we show up, what about our kids? What does a home that is messy and dirty do to our children? Well, another study found kids living in more disorganized homes had more trouble regulating their emotions. I wonder if this is why we have this huge surge in ADHD. Could it be that it's because they come from cluttered, messy, chaotic homes? Children who live in messy homes often have a lack of order and have significantly more challenges than kids who don't. They have a hard time regulating those emotions. And this may mean that they're more prone to outbursts. They have difficulty ordering their thoughts and score lower on tests of cognitive ability and self-regulatory capabilities. Children from messy homes have poor language abilities, lower expectations of themselves and of life. And they have a lack of persistence and a tendency to withdraw from academic challenge. They may have a hard time expressing their emotions with words, which leads them to those emotional outbursts. Or maybe they have a hard time listening and understanding what others are saying. Visual clutter creates mental clutter. Overall, children just have more problem behaviors. And they experience learned helplessness. This means that they feel they cannot change the environment around them to make the things better for themselves. And so they stop trying when things are difficult. Instead of feeling confident that they can do well in school, they give up. So why teach order? Well, if I haven't convinced you yet, here's some positive reasons to teach order. Good habits don't just happen. Order, fortitude, responsibility with their things are virtues that affect every aspect of their lives. When we teach children order in the home, we're teaching them to think in an orderly fashion. Everything has a place and everything, for the most part, should be in its place. That teaches them that in their personal hygiene, there's a habit routine that is put in place that they need to follow. And they will be more apt to follow it when they live in an orderly home. It also carries over to their schoolwork. Schoolwork is done in an orderly fashion. When you have chores in the home for the kids, they realize they're not the center of their universe. They have to serve others. And that is a right order of people living together in a home. As they get older, they have order in when they get up, when they go to bed, when they get their work done. When they're adults and working, they understand the order of things. And please don't fool yourself into thinking that later when the kids are older, you'll have more order. You will only have more stuff. And if you haven't trained them well as small children, it will be much, much more difficult to train them as teens. And side note, motherhood doesn't get easier as the children get older. I'm sorry to tell you that. If I've just wrecked your day, I apologize. It doesn't get easier. It just becomes different with different problems and different challenges. 
I have coached many moms who have lamented to me that they grew up in a messy home. They tell me, sometimes with tears streaming down their face, how hard it was, how they were embarrassed to have friends over, and so they never did. How they never learned how to keep a room clean, much less a house, and so they feel completely inadequate. They tell me how stressed it made them and how they don't want to have a home like that, but they're doing what their mother taught them. And so they come to me to help them learn differently. It is simply incorrect to say you have to choose between engaging with your children or keeping your home clean. You are a bright woman who is being challenged to respond to a situation that may be new to you with curiosity, with focus, with determination, with fortitude, to know your why. And hopefully I've given you reasons for a why. See yourself as the professional you are with self-respect, where you show up in the day, put together, ready to go, you're the mom. Because quite frankly, you are the billboard for motherhood in anybody and everybody you meet. Now, we don't do it because we care about what other people think of us, but we do it for the glory of God to show other women that, yes, this is a beautiful vocation, and look how happy I am. Look how I'm living well. Please don't seek to live the lowest common denominator in your life. And you know, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. Are we overwhelmed and stressed because of the disorder? Or does being overwhelmed and stressed cause disorder? I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. The two are linked, which came first is irrelevant. Just get out of the cycle. Get off the hamster wheel and choose a new path of order in your home and in your life. A consistently messy house usually speaks of a lack of discipline and procrastination. Now, I can hear some people yelling at the radio, no, it doesn't. I have all these other things to do. I'm not arguing that you have a lot to do, but it is making the decision to have the discipline to not procrastinate, to put in order the habits, routines, and systems you need in order to make your home run really smoothly. And if you have not had someone teach you how to keep a home without going out of your mind, I really encourage you to join Reimagine Motherhood. It's my coaching membership. I have a number of workshops devoted to decluttering, creating a home management system that works and only requires about 20 minutes a day of actual devoted focus. And I can hear you screaming at the radio again saying, I don't believe you. It's true. It's really true. Once you get a system in place, once you have a plan, once you schedule your day, you will be able to keep your home with not nearly the effort that your brain takes right now looking around at the mess. When you start a plan, schedule your day, you will learn to declutter. You'll put things back where they belong. Maybe you have a laundry basket in every bedroom and teach the children Put the clothes in the basket immediately as soon as you take it off. You will give your children daily chores. 
you'll identify the four to five things that you really need to walk into your home or let anybody else walk into your home and see the sanctification of your daily work by having a clean, well-ordered home. Does that mean there are not some toys on the floor? No, that's not what that means. Again, certain times of day, it's going to be a little crazy. But you have in your schedule, five o'clock, pick up. Everybody picks up or you assign that to a child so that everything gets reset periodically throughout the day. You'll reset the room before you go to bed at night so that your kitchen is clean, your family room is clean, and when you wake up, you don't wake up to overwhelm. You wake up to this fresh home that will serve you rather than remind you you have to serve it all the time. Now, what about motivation? Well, probably 99% you're not going to be motivated. That's too bad. If we wait to be motivated for everything in our life, oh my gosh, we won't brush our teeth. We won't, maybe we won't get a job. We won't change diapers. Who's motivated to change diapers? I never was. Well, actually, sometimes if they were really dirty diapers, I was motivated to change them so the smell went away. But we cannot wait for motivation to help us become the woman and mother that we want to be. Rarely are we motivated to do much of anything, but you do it anyway, because there's a certain human dignity involved. Teaching our children the value of human dignity by creating an environment that is a reflection of the dignity of every human person that lives there is the best teaching of all. It's almost like you don't know what you're missing if you live this messy mom life. You don't know how freeing it is, how much it will take away your overwhelm and your stress and your quick temper with your children. What do you want your children to remember about their childhood? That their house was a mess? What kind of adults do you want to raise? Adults with virtue? The way you do that is by teaching them to contribute to the home management system as well. You can't and shouldn't do it all yourself. You do a huge disservice to your children when you don't give them responsibilities in the care of the home. You don't teach them to respect themselves, their things, and the home you provide. You make them demanding because you've given them freedom without responsibility. Then what about your husband? How does he contribute? It's a conversation that maybe you need to have. Everyone should contribute, have some responsibility for the care of the home. Now, it will look different in different marriages, and it will also look different depending on different times of your life. Everyone in the home should have responsibility for keeping the home clean. So when you say, I can't do it all, you're right, 100%, and you should not. But you need to be the one who is like the chief operating officer of your home. You direct what needs to happen, and you make sure it happens. That's how you teach your children habits and virtues, and also how you take care of one of your most precious assets, which is the environment of your home. If you go to janetquinlan.com forward slash clean home, all one word, clean home, you will find my decluttering guide. It's a two-week decluttering guide. 
You could do it in one week if you want. You will also find my home management system guide. This is how to have an orderly, clean home. You will learn to identify the five things that you need to do each day, and they're going to be different for each person. You'll identify what they are, though. And you'll identify systems and routines for you and your children so your home just hums. It runs beautifully. Does that mean you're not going to have to remind the children, did you do your chores? Nope, it doesn't mean that. We have to remind ourselves sometimes to do things. But I do offer, and especially in Reimagined Motherhood, in the membership, I do offer a lot of ideas of incentives to help them do their chores daily and weekly chores, and also consequences if the incentives don't work. And a lot of the times you don't need to do consequences very often because they don't like consequences. But you teach them that if you're not responsible, you will have a consequence. And that's a lifelong lesson. And the other thing that I really teach, you know, I'm a life coach, so I give you the practical tools and tips, but it really comes down to your brain. So instead of all of those, yeah, messy mom, oh, ha ha, happy children, how about some new thoughts? How about I'm learning to keep my home? Or I honor myself when I learn a system that works. Our surroundings should be worthy of God's creation. Or maybe this thought, keeping a well-ordered home is part of caring for my home. All this stuff in my home creates the chaos. I can get rid of all this stuff. And two more ideas. I can delegate chores and teach my children to care for their home. So these are just some ideas that you can be thinking about to change your mindset rather than, I can't control this, I'm a mom. How about this one? Being a mother is learning about strengths I didn't know I had. All right, you can go to janetquinlan.com forward slash clean home to get the guide, or you can go to janetquinlan.com forward slash membership to join our Reimagined Motherhood membership. And each month we talk about a new topic on marriage, motherhood, home management, and mindset. The critical component, the secret weapon to everything else. All right. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.